Welcome, and thank you for joining this podcast brought to you by the American Heart Association. The Association's Digital Digest series features a range of podcasts and videos focused on the latest resuscitation science topics. Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Kurz. I'm a physician scientist and uh, director of the Alabama Resuscitation Center at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. And it is my pleasure today uh, to speak with Dr. Kelly Sawyer. Dr. Sawyer is a resuscitation scientist at the University of Pittsburgh and is the first author on the new AHA statement on survivorship. Kelly, thanks for uh, chatting with us today. Thank you for having me, Michael. So, uh, Dr. Sawyer, thank you so much for joining us today. We're real excited to chat with you about survivorship as it relates to cardiac arrest. Before we get started, perhaps you could discuss with us or frame some terminology uh, when we talk about survivorship. Uh, What does that mean and why is it important to the larger body of resuscitation science? Sure. I think that's a great place to start. Um, So within uh, cardiac arrest, we have put a lot of emphasis on trying to deliver the best therapies and improve CPR rates, improve use of AED when indicated, explore and investigate which treatments might save more lives. And we've been successful with that and more people are surviving. And and so the concept of survivorship kind of gets to the issues that come from going through, living through and surviving something so critical and traumatic, such as cardiac arrest, thriving through the critical illness period, then dealing with sort of the consequences that can come from having been in the ICU, having been in the hospital, having undergone various treatments and therapies. There can be a spectrum of emotional, psychological, physical, existential consequences and issues that patients may struggle with. Relationships may be different or difficult after such a major event in one's life that also impacts their friends and family. And so that concept of survivorship is sort of a a term that is uh, well known within the oncology field and others that gets to the point of not just surviving an event, but how it then impacts uh, one's life and and recovery, which can be uh, quite lengthy. So uh, Kelly, when you talk about survivorship, one of the things that you just highlighted was the impact on the patient. One of the other very important things that you highlight is the impact on the patient's friends and family. Is this similar to like when we describe stroke care or stroke survivorship, how it's not just the patient having a stroke, it's also their support system, their family, their friends, their their immediate support also has a stroke? Exactly. That's a great, another medical condition and event that affects many more people than just the patient themselves. For cardiac arrest, 
family or friends may be the ones who have seen the patient collapse and either perform or not know what to do and not perform CPR, for example. And so that can be very traumatic to watch their loved one go through that kind of event, receive CPR and have worry and feelings of guilt, perhaps, of what they themselves as friends or family did or did not do. And and that can last for days as well, especially if a patient goes on to be comatose in the hospital for several days. Their family and friends are often wide awake and go sleepless, um, worrying about how their loved one is going to do. So it really does affect a circle of people far beyond the individual patient. So that's important to note as we think about how clinicians have approached follow-up care for post-cardiac arrest survivors in the past. Have there been recommendations on how to prepare for discharge and what sounds like this rather extended journey of survivorship as these long-term concerns are addressed? So unlike cancer survivors or stroke patients, where there are comprehensive recommendations from various uh, scientific bodies, as well as individual patient plans prepared for the road to recovery. That so far has not existed specifically for cardiac arrest patients and their families. There is an emerging body of literature from the critical care community on the survivorship after being in the ICU, and even more recently, studies on the cardiac arrest population itself. Um, But no actual guidelines or comprehensive discharge planning recommendations are currently in place. Dr. Sorry, so this is very important because you have authored along with a team of experts brought together by the American Heart Association a statement on survivorship following cardiac arrest. Can you summarize briefly the fundamental message of this statement as it relates to the care of post-cardiac arrest patients? Yes, as you said, this is actually a remarkable scientific statement that has been commissioned by the American Heart Association to be the leaders in putting together recommendations and gaps in the literature regarding survivorship after cardiac arrest. So this statement will do that. It summarizes what we know from the literature as well as expert opinion regarding what we know about and how we might address each domain that patients may struggle with after surviving a cardiac arrest. And again, those may include physical, emotional, cognitive, social, existential domains. And then it will also uh, summarize many of the gaps in the literature that need to be addressed by the research community so that we can discern what treatments and interventions may be most helpful to patients and their families surviving cardiac arrest. So, Dr. Sorry, this sounds like it is a very important statement for the resuscitation science community as we focus our efforts to define the gaps in knowledge and look at the tools that are needed for the diversity of concerns for survivors. But in addition to addressing those concerns, the statement also is able to help not only healthcare providers, but survivors, their family members, and the lay public with their concerns following their event. That's right. 
the statement provides some guidance for providers, uh, specifically at the hospital level in terms of discharge planning. It provides a checklist that providers can use to make sure they're assessing patients and families for impairments in the various domains, as well as recommend a plan after discharge for how to address those and treat those impairments or challenges that we've identified prior to discharge. So the importance of that is that it's a sort of a point in time when patients are still under the hospital treatment team prior to being either discharged or rehab or discharged to home where physicians and healthcare providers that patients and their families may follow up with outside the hospital may not be as uh, expert in the comprehensive needs and potential treatments uh, this patient population needs. So not only uh, will this checklist potentially be usable by the hospital uh, treating teams, but also then uh, patients themselves or their families can take this, this list of potential needs to their own providers to help their own primary care doctors and other specialists continue that comprehensive care along those different domains as an outpatient. In addition, the statement also provides a lay summary written at a level we would anticipate you know, the lay reader, patient, and family members would be able to also help themselves advocate for their own treatment and specialty referral as needed. So, Kelly, you spoke eloquently about the tools that are included as part of this scientific statement. Using those tools, how should clinicians caring for cardiac arrest survivors focus their attention? I think the primary place to start, uh, because this is potentially a complex uh, issue to start with, patients who suffer cardiac arrest may be treated in different types of hospitals where different specialists may take care of them. And so there isn't one provider in each hospital who is treating this patient population. So there's a diverse group of healthcare providers from physicians to rehabilitation specialists to nurses who will touch these patients. And so the hope is to provide some guidance to start a more comprehensive approach to assessment and referral and treatment for this patient population. I think devising a comprehensive approach, becoming aware of these potential domains of need for the patient and families is really the first step for providers to have a better understanding of. And beyond that, a plan going forward may be very different depending on which institution and system a patient is treated in and what those resources that are available may be. Um, So I think awareness and beginning to uh, comprehensively approach the survivor after cardiac arrest uh, would be the first step. So, Dr. Sorry, those are all very important concerns. How are the concerns of the actual cardiac arrest survivor different from what their family or caregiver or perhaps their health care provider that assisted in their resuscitation different from each other? And then 
to the extent that they're different, how can all of these concerns integrate to provide the best care for the patient? So Dr. Sawyer, important concerns of healthcare providers are addressed in the statement. Specifically, how are the concerns of the cardiac arrest survivor and their family that may be different, and there are other concerns that never raise to that level that are clearly functionally important for the, the survivor and their family that absolutely are addressed by this American Heart Association statement? The statement does address the entire system of care uh, for cardiac arrest, but primarily centers on the survivor and their recovery after cardiac arrest. By breaking down each of the domains that may pose challenges for survivors, the patient is the focus of the survivorship statement. A large portion of the statement focuses on the domain that providers typically have less time or less awareness to address. Uh, those include the uh, psychosocial and existential domains. So, For example, a large impact on their survivorship after cardiac arrest comes from anxiety and uh, symptoms of anxiety or PTSD or fear um, that may be related to how the event happened, worry about an event happening again, concern about returning to activities that the patient may be doing when their cardiac arrest happened. Existential concerns are often major themes in qualitative studies that have been published. Patients, survivors tend to have a lot of worry about whether something will happen again or why did I survive and not someone else. They worry about their relationships and relating to people differently. They worry about returning to work, returning to intimacy. So all of those patient-centered concerns are uh, covered ex extensively in the statement. To the same end, the family and friends who are often not considered part of the patients. In addition, the statement has several sections addressing how the cardiac arrest of a loved one affects the patient's family and friends. And I think the treating providers focus on the patient, which is appropriate, but we often forget that the patient's family and friends are also majorly impacted by a cardiac arrest. And so they themselves may need referrals to therapy. They may suffer their own anxiety and depression and PTSD symptoms. Again, they may have witnessed the cardiac arrest. They may have done CPR. And so those psychological consequences of, of those things are often forgotten and not addressed. So the statement uh, hopefully helps to bridge some of those gaps about issues that are often very concerning to patients and their families and go on for months and, and even years at times and thus far have not fully addressed extensively in the post-arrest period. I would say the statement goes further and addresses some of the needs. The statement takes a step further as well and um, and discusses the need for advocacy, um, the need for peer groups, and even the potential need for healthcare providers to seek therapy for having taken care.
care of such patients, which can be very emotional and traumatic. Dr. Sawyer, thank you so much for discussing the new AHA survivorship statement with us today. We very much appreciate your unique opinion about the American Heart Association's mission and how we can all do a better job making sure that the concerns of post-cardiac arrest survivors are addressed. Uh, With that, my name is Michael Kurz. Thank you so much for joining us today on behalf of the American Heart Association. We hope you have a good day. Views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association. For transcripts of this podcast and more information about resuscitation science, please visit cpr.heart.org or engage with us via social media using hashtag ECC Digital Digest.